Twas the week of Black Armory, and guardians were cheering. Twitter filters applied so the comments are endearing. With content that's challenging and a grind that's back, Bungie dropped the light level because these babies are whack. Please let's stop our bitching and asking for easy. Just play the damn game. The content is pleasing. Can I be real here? It's a video game. Have fun, play with friends, let's all just be sane. If it's not your cup of tea, it's time to move on. Don't tweet out your salt, no one cares, not a one. Thanks to the devs, I have more than I can play. Xbox or PC, my friends show up to slay. So please come with me and enjoy all the thrills. Oh, by the way, did you see that Gambit match where I got 38 kills? I hate you so much. <laughs> that was really good, but I hate you so much. <laughs> it's way more creative than I am. <laughs> he spent the better part of two weeks working on it. Ever since he got the 38 kills, he's just trying to no, find no, ways to work no. it into the show. No, it was totally, totally started last week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was my poem. Uh... <laughs> I didn't mess it up, but I felt like my voice was a little shaky. So I'm, I, I'll give it like a like a five out of ten on performance. But uh, your false we'll rhymes sort of graded me the wrong way. But uh, otherwise, it was beautiful. My 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 offbeat rhymes? Uh no, false rhymes. Like what? Uh, you rhymed easy with a word that ended in ing. Uh, I was struggling Pleasing. a little bit with that one. Pleasing. Pleasing. Yes. I thought it was pretty good. Man, it didn't grate much use at all. I, I thought he said pleasy. I didn't think it was pleasing. I thought it was just pleasy. Yeah, so, that's all fair. Good. That's fair. It's not. It's not all about ABAB rhymes, man. It is if you're. Where's Where's your inner hip hop? Have you heard of this guy? He's white. His name is Eminem. He's come up once or <laughs> twice in discussion. Yes, but I'm just saying, if you're stealing from the source material, at least a you know. Oh, I'm not stealing. I just. I don't know, man. It was very clearly the night before Christmas. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 like, the rhythm of it? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were, yeah, okay. Should we, should we, I feel like maybe we should just, like, continue with the intro. What do you think? Potato! Potato! Thumbs Podcast! Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. It's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. I I don't know if we have guests anymore. We've we've started the show off. uh, (laughs) They've all just logged off. They're like, now we're done. (laughs) <laughs> I got my fill. We do have, we do have guests, and they all have poems themselves mm-hmm. this week. So um, first, we will start with Milks. Uh, go for it. Your poem. My poem. Oh yes, let me uh, let me get my Rolodex out here. See which one I can pull from today. Um, you have your poems in a Rolodex. Uh, you don't. Uh, of course, he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people do moleskins. Milks does Rolodex. I mean, I have to alphabetize my poems, so I'm ready for any occasion when Fluffy throws shit at me and doesn't tell me before the podcast. Yeah, don't come off with a poem. Just tell him to shut up. I don't. I don't. I don't think that he has a poem for us, guys. You know who didn't let us down, though. You know who showed up with a poem? 
Flav showed up with a poem. My name is Flavorist. This shit is greaterist. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, no. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I appreciate I'm, the effort. <laughs> I think I think that was pretty good. <laughs> um, you didn't get shit for trying to rhyme something with ing. It's because I'm a guest. I'm a guest in this house. <laughs> that, that has never stopped me before. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give oh, it yeah. to him. No, I'm, I'm on board. But what did Eric bring to the table? Eric. Sitting. Oh, I like it. Standing. Walking. Lying. But is he truthful or not? <laughs> yeah, I think we got a poet laureate on our hands here. It's it's like some spoken word. This is, uh... See, I've decided that all you have to do is just say one word at a time, and that means that you're mm-hmm. a poet. If you say one word and then leave long, breathy pauses in between, you're talented. Yes, I, I agree with this. And, like, really, like, that's what the slam poetry is all about. Yeah, you just it's walk up and say slam. Yeah, it's very easy and pleasing to the ears. Oh. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to change out all the damn poems in my Rolodex now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, gentlemen, you three didn't just happen upon us randomly. Is there a reason that you're all here tonight together? Well, we have a podcast of our own. (gasps) But it's not a competition. It's, It's not competition. We swear. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, you, you take it, buddy. Tell the peoples. Tell the peoples? All right. We've got a podcast called Sufficiently Afflicted. It's a Battlefield-dedicated podcast. We used to do Battlefield 1. Now we're doing Battlefield 5 because that's the thing. And it's a podcast where we try to help each other get better. And, of course, if you know, anybody's listening to us, they can try to get better with us if they want. We'd like to invite everybody into our squad to learn some of our tips and tricks and go from there. I like this. I like this. Um, whenever anyone transitions from Battlefield 1 to Battlefield 5, uh, what podcast was it the other day where they were talking about how it was like 2, 3, 4, and then back to 1, and then forward to 5? Oh, it's confusing. And then there are all the other battlefields in between, <clears throat> like 1942 and <laughs> 2039. And yeah, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. There's no rhyme or reason. Don't try to understand it. <laughs> just know that the big V is the one we're playing now. <laughs> I've been playing that since I was a teenager, man. I'm getting nowhere. So <laughs> I really need uh, to. Uh, I really need to listen. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, uh, so when you guys squat on the big V, do you like share it, or does everyone get their own big V to like practice with? Take turns. We round robin. Okay. It. I, round, I like this. I like this. Whole new meaning to couch co-op. <laughs> uh, I just don't um, draw the short straw. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> So you guys didn't uh, meet play Battlefield, though, did you? No, we started this shit in Destiny. Uh, we were trying to get better at Destiny, and we applied the same exact process uh, to Battlefield. And so 
Uh, we moved on. Um, most of us, uh, excluding Milks, uh, didn't enjoy Destiny 2, so we had to find a new game, and that's what we settled on. So, yeah, just translated it over. It's kind of cool, though. Like, you guys, um, you guys, I mean, I, you know, you guys were on quite a bit in D1, and then towards the end of D1, as Destiny 2 was starting, like, everyone went out and they were trying different games and stuff like that. Now, Battlefield came out, Battlefield 1 came out, well, it came out while Destiny 1 was still around, right? It was oh, yeah. o- October 2016, so it was it was the, you know, Iron Lords, all of that, you know, around that Resident. time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Because um, I remember I got that in a bundle with um, Titanfall, I think either for Christmas or for my birthday, one of the two. Um, so did you guys start transitioning over then, or was it really like D2 that kind of really pushed you into uh finding another game to pvp with uh we actually started playing battlefield one as soon as it was released uh we we were a part of the beta and everything as well but it didn't it didn't hook us then uh we were still at least i was i was mainly focused on d1 um it was kind of during some of the content droughts and whatnot uh that i started playing destiny or uh battlefield a little bit more it's actually and, funny. I wasn't even part of the beta. Um, I just, I was like, man, I don't need to play that game. I got Destiny, man. And then Destiny <laughs> 2 is coming around, so I'll, I'm good. I'm good. And the guys were like, I, no, this is really great. You get to go out, lie in the desert, and snipe guys from really far away. And I was like, nah, I, I, I'm good, man. I don't even like sniping. And then, um, well, stuff hit the fan with Destiny. Yes. And I was like, all right, well, I'm out. And um, so that's when I, I left, and uh, I was looking around for a game. And the guys lured me back in to play with them to play Battlefield. So, and from that point forward, I was I was hooked for sure. And it was all had to do with the squad stuff. It you were sold on uh, being able to run down a guy with a machine gun on a horse, or a flamethrower. Yeah, got a got on a horse like twice the entire time. I think maybe three times. I, I, I wasn't feel like big that on hurt the vehicles either, KD. man. Those horses were invincible. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. they were incredibly buggy and shot off into the sky. You never knew which which <laughs> horse you were going to get. <laughs> now, Milks, you left, but you came back to Destiny. Are you? Yeah, I. Are you, I I'm the one who uh, with the squad that I'm always the straggler. I come in last, get the sloppy seconds. Yeah, of the one and the V. I mean, doesn't matter. <laughs> no, uh, um, I'm the I'm the support guy. I feel like I'm hauling around all the ammo, like running behind these guys, trying to keep up, <laughs> tossing out Panzerfaust to <laughs> to Flav and and med kits to Eric and whatnot. But these guys, they had a huge squad going in Battlefield One, and I hopped on late, and I really enjoyed it, and we just kind of kept playing more and more, and started playing Destiny less and less. But I did come back to Destiny Two and played it for a bit, and I still enjoy it from time to time. I've actually been kind of splitting my time between the two games recently. I really like the Forsaken DLC. Yeah. Um, I have not played the new one. Do you guys like five better than one? Or which one do you? Which one are you feeling more right now? Uh, Is it five because it's the newness? Well, five when it's working well. Uh, there's a lot of bugs, man. Uh, past two nights have felt fantastic, and based on that, I would say, yeah, five's way better than one. 
Uh, but overall, generally, man, you get a lot of one-hit kills when you shouldn't and a lot of connection issues, stuff like that. And they need to iron it out. So I still enjoy one overall the best. How long has five been out? Uh, for everybody since the 19th of November. Okay, so it's still pretty early in the launch, and they're they're still finding what the volume of people brings up bug-wise and probably going to be troubleshooting that for a little while still. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. They're, they're going to be troubleshooting, and they actually have already released a, a patch just this last uh, last week. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so, I mean, they're, they're really making an effort, and we knew that that's what they were going to be doing, which DICE is overall one of the more responsive devs out there, so it makes it a real pleasure to play their game because... You know, although there was about a 14-month dry spell in Battlefield 1 where they didn't do any weapon balancing or whatever, um, once they finally got in tune with the community again and uh, started doing you know, updates and patches and stuff, and then they just, they just lit off uh, as far as their social media went. They've been a little quiet about the Battlefield 5 media release, um, but yet they're also, once again, showing that they've got dedication to the player base and they're doing the updates. I haven't played much since the patch came in, and that's because mostly I've been traveling for work. So the the only updates I've really felt, there is still the I had a lot of latency issues, and I've got a mm-hmm. pretty blinding fast connection, which so it didn't make a lot of sense why I would be experiencing lag and packet loss stuff. Um, and let's see. So four came before one, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I mean, like, like chronologically, before one, it was four, right? And that was that well, was last gen well, systems. Well, hardline was there one in between. Hardline came between four and one. Okay. Uh, but hardline was developed by somebody else, so some people don't count it. But the okay, yeah, the last big one was four before one. Yeah, and I guess I'm asking that because. Um, you guys said there was kind of like a, a delay or, a, you know, 14-month dry spell for balancing. But I guess the point I was trying to bring up is there was a pretty big gap between those two games, like years-wise, right? So, like, they did kind of have to refine their community and reestablish it. They aren't like a Call of Duty where they're pumping out a game, like, every year, right? Because it was, it was a number of years between 4 and 1, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But it's funny about Battlefield 4. When it released, it was super buggy. Probably, well, yeah. they said at the time it was one of the buggiest ever, even though they said the same thing about Battlefield 3, and they said the same thing about uh, Battlefield <laughs> Bad Company. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but they still, even today, uh, we just went back and did a kind of looking back series in, in our podcast. And even today, we found that the, the Battlefield 4 community is strong. Real strong. Oh, nice. Yeah, we uh, we went back, played all of the old games. Four has by far the largest player base to this day, and DICE is still supporting it. Oh yeah. Uh, if you know, if you played Battlefield One, you could do this road to Battlefield Five thing to where you earned unlocks for Battlefield Five. They actually still did it for Battlefield Four. If you were playing Four, you could earn stuff in Five, which is amazing. That game is old. So, oh yeah, that's super old. Yeah. That's cool. That was the more modern huh. one, right? Battlefield 4? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. just remember spending all my time playing there. I only ever got the map where you were in the subway. 
and then <laughs> like That's every single time I, all i ever oh. played was that map <laughs> I, i'm sorry buddy i'm sorry <laughs> so it was it just me being a noob to battlefield or is flying planes ridiculously hard your first couple times i still can't do it I, I would get in a plane and i would just crash a fiery death nine times out of ten i mostly just sit in the tail gunning position <laughs> yeah yeah no uh we're all terrible at vehicles that's kind of our mo in our podcast is uh we, we play infantry if we get into a vehicle it's instant death yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. We, we promised ourselves that we're going to get better at vehicles in battlefield five yeah hey uh, mixed results i started so i started tonight uh you guys know rh lurson uh well he drove the tank i was the gunner Oh, we wrecked face. It was the first time ever. I'm looking forward to actually learning tanks. Uh, but but tanks? planes, yeah, still no. In one, I could do I could do the tanks. Um, I kind of got that down, like the different tracks with the, the joysticks. Um, but flying, I mean, flying is how it's supposed to be, right? So the, the throttle and everything is reverse of what you would think it is because that's how it actually is on an airplane. Um but yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing. A lot a lot of times too, it was like the 180. Like you get to the edge of the map and you got to do the 180 and <laughs> right, come right. around. Yeah, <laughs> just like crash into the ground. Well, I, like I found that I was my bearing. Yeah, yeah, I lose my bearings as well. And then I found out I was exceptional at hitting trees. And trees are oh, like nice. combustible nightmares apparently because they would just explode. <laughs> and so. Yeah. yeah, it it's funny because every time I try to uh, fly a plane. I'm just like, I can't do this. And whoever's on mock with me is just like, try the, you know, inverted controls. And I'm like, I've tried them. It still sucks. <laughs> like, I can't do this. <laughs> no, but some people wreck face with those planes, though. And they, apparently yeah. they're getting, well, they were a little sluggish for Battlefield Five initially during the, uh, the alpha and the beta. But I guess they've corrected that now, and folks are really happy. Um, they're, they're pulling off sick tricks, like flying through the girders of, of bridges and stuff. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, actually. And that is n- awesome. Not to mention that with this patch that they just had, they finally introduced the practice range again, which they didn't have in Battlefield 1. So now you can actually go in there with your squad and practice with different planes and vehicles and tanks and stuff. So oh, that's we'll get cool. We'll get better at it eventually. Nice. Yeah, I think like my first uh, first couple weeks of playing Battlefield One when I had it, I would just grab the sniper rifle and then like try and post up and like own an area and snipe people. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm literally just fucking sitting here, like waiting for <laughs> someone to run by. Like, this is dumb. Uh, I got better. I got better at at, uh, at sniping, but man, I I do like um, I do like how they approach it. Like you get the you get the glint. Um, I like that you have to actually like aim with the distance. You know, you can't just put your crosshairs on someone and shoot. Right. Like, yeah, there's you have to lead and there's velocity, drag, drop. You have to take all of it into account, which means that when you first pick up a sniper rifle, you're probably gonna suck with it. 
because each yeah. one has different stats and you don't know how fast that bullet's going to go so you've got to learn the gun so that's definitely the class that uh is not noob friendly yeah i uh i have one clip i think i still have it on xbox uh, and it was the only time I hit a long snipe, and it was like I think the first first like day or two I had the game, and I hit like a three hundred and eighty five meter snipe or something like that. It was like way far away, and it was total luck. But I'm like, oh yeah, I totally meant to do that, <laughs> <laughs> and then never again. <laughs> yeah, three eighty five is no joke, man. Uh, I yeah, think my that's... my farthest ever is is two ninety nine. Although I always did the iron sights. Uh, there's some people oh, that have yeah, over a thousand, just absolutely ridiculous. They they basically just shoot it straight up into the air, and, and then it comes down. So, I I don't snipe, so my longest headshots are like 125 meters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you leave that to Flav. He's a sniper. Oh, is he? Is he your sniper? Uh, in BF1, yeah, close range sniper. I could wreck face. Yeah. So how uh how many people can be in your squad? In five it's four. In one it's five. <laughs> so <laughs> do the math. <laughs> I was yeah. promised there'd be no math tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it's it's you know, and it's funny, we got there's four different classes and so it makes it a little bit more complicated with the new squad play because before we could double up on one or two of the classes. You know, and and kind of balance out the, the the squad's performance overall. But now with the four classes or four people in the squad, we're we have to sort of rethink how our squad dynamic is, and it makes it a little bit more complicated too when we have like six people uh, come join us and play. You know, because then it's you have to how are you going to split the squads up, right? You can do two groups of three or a four, and force two people to go off to be a pair somewhere. Right, or you can know, you, sometimes you go a one and a and a four, you know, or something like that. Yeah, is is it easy to match make together at least, or is it like searching it's, one, <laughs> evaluating three? No, it's yeah. uh, it- it's not completely simple. It's not difficult, but uh, they they definitely couldn't make that easier if you've got more than four people playing. Yeah, you would think because there's what like. 20 30 people no there's more than that's like 60 people on a map isn't there 64 yeah yeah huh that's interesting you would think that they would uh try and open that up so that you could get as many of your friends in at a time right because that's like from a marketing perspective like you know so and so and middle school or high school wants to get all their friends in their class in like everyone's gonna start begging their parents to buy them this game because 12 other people in their class are playing it and they're all squatting up together and yeah i don't know well yeah I mean, you're, it is, you're it not is possible you're not wrong about that it is possible to do that because if you know what you're doing you can do the um you can search by um the server number and so then you can just join on the on the guy's server number um oh, and you may that's cool. you may sit out for half of a match to wait for a slot to open up but you can get in there eventually. Uh, it's kind of oh, that's worth it. Yeah. So I mean, there's a way around the matchmaking, and and you know you can you can rely on the matchmaking to get you set up initially uh, into a server, and then you can have your your friends join on you. And uh, like I said, sometimes you'll sit in queue for a little bit, but you can get there. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's I, not ideal. They they definitely could cater to that. And you're right, that does make sense. You know, that's that's the whole battlefield experience is play with your buddies. 
So well, that's why we play. Play with our buddies, man. You know. Yeah. We you know we weren't limited to because we played quite a bit of Destiny as buddies, but it ended up we were just doing sweats most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I. It seems like with sixty-four people on the map, you would try and open it up to as many people as possible instead of just being like. You can have less people than a standard Call of Duty match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, but as a counterpoint, though, I mean, you know, we re- would you really want a, a, a platoon of four, 24 rolling in on a, on you know, on a map that's only got 64 people in? And, you know, they're just going to wreck face because they're all coordinating. They're all working together. They're all like 20 of them in a party chat together or something like that. And you if you've got people... a bunch of solos on the other side, they're just going to get rolled over. See how angry people get running into a six stack in Iron Banner. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. run into a twenty four stack yeah. and watch them melt out. <laughs> you know, yeah. heads are no, exploding, dude. controllers are getting destroyed. You know, who knows, right? So, <laughs> so it, um, it all balances out. That's cool, man. That's cool. Are the maps? Uh, I remember the maps in 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 one were pretty. Uh, pretty decent size are they comparable have they gotten even larger scale in five even bigger they're even really? bigger yeah yeah they're even bigger than the maps in four and four had some frippin' huge maps so one of the maps uh, in five is called hamada and it's 1500 meters across so that's a bit of a hike and then the new one they just released Panzerstorm. uh flave do you remember how large it is it's something like six square kilometers yeah or some crazy yeah it's a uh, technically, it's fuck huge. <laughs> so. I can get behind that math. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, I. Uh, it sounds like fun, man. It sounds. It sounds cool. So, what is? What sort of stuff are you trying to focus on? Like, I know this is a really big question, but. Like, give us an example. So you have all these people that are listening that that play Destiny, play PvP. Um, you know, maybe they want to get better at Trials or whatever it is. Like, how do you guys relate that with with your podcast? Like, what are some of the things that you're talking about or focusing on since it is so different? Like, the, the aspect of PvP and, and everyone actually has a role. Uh, our main focus is squad play. Um we get a lot of people who, who write into us and whatnot is like, how do I play solo? And our answer to that is, uh, find a squad, bitch. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, no, we love you, our solo players, but yes, find a squad. Yeah, so that's our main focus is uh, how to get better as a squad and what role you can play. Because the cool thing about Battlefield, as opposed to Destiny, is you can be really good at the game and suck at aiming. Just, you may not kill but maybe three people in a match, but you had a huge impact. And so we try to cater to a lot of different styles of play and and different skill levels like that. And if, if you know how to work within a squad and understand what your team needs, you can be really good at Battlefield. So that's our focus. Uh, it's hard to teach somebody how to aim better. You know, it's it's hard to, to teach somebody how to win a 1v1. I mean, there are some tips on that. But uh, if you play as a squad, then hopefully you're never in a 1v1. So, 
Yeah, one of the things that a lot of people complain about with Destiny 2 when it first released, as I remember it anyway, was that there was a lot of team shooting going on. And that was kind of a significant change from, say, Trials and stuff back in D1. I always liked the team shooting aspect of it. And I really felt like once we transferred over to Battlefield, we really came into our own on that. I mean, the ideal is not 1v2s. The ideal is 2v1s or 3v1s or 3v2s, right? Because you're going to win then. Yeah. The object is to freaking win. So yep. support each I other think, and win. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like in a team-based game, one of the largest complaints is they're playing as a team. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the, and the, the nice thing about it was something that I always missed in Destiny was the, the support class, right? you could sort of stretch it a little bit and say, you know, like the warlock is a little bit of a support in some ways. And sometimes, you know, once they, once the void hunter came in, you know, then, eh, you know, a little Mm -hmm. bit more support there, but not really, you're still relying on the slaying capability. And like Flay was saying in in a battlefield environment, you know, it's vital if you've got somebody like a milks or somebody chucking ammo in the, in the background at you, because you're otherwise you're going to run out of ammo. Or if you've got somebody who's picking you up and reviving you, uh, the medic, because that was in Battlefield 1, that was reserved solely for the medic. So um, just the fact that there are support classes now means that it opens up to a broader player base, and it does allow for more team dynamic, I think. Um, before, it was just about comms and callouts. Now it's about mm-hmm. comms, callouts, positioning, um, and pushes and, and, and pulls. And you almost kind of learn something, right? Like, even if you are the person throwing down ammo bricks for the guys in front of you like you still are watching what they're doing and understanding how they're playing and and it it helps you i mean you see that um even in like overwatch man i love being the healer in overwatch like mercy lucio uh zenyatta like that that was my jam i loved like being the healer support player and you learn a lot about how to play the other characters just by supporting them and watching how good players play them, right? Versus yeah. me just jumping in and playing. No, that's a really yeah. good point. And that's one of the things that we would do when we would, you know, get new players in eventually. And once we kind of got a little bit better and we had players joining us after is, you know, hey, come on, come on with us. We're going to go, we're going to go on this back flank route. Okay. All right. Post up here while we, we push that kind of stuff. We would coordinate. And, uh, and there was an opportunity for folks to, to kind of look and, and learn. And now with Battlefield Five, you can do fortifications, and so there's even more chance for people to learn how to post up and defend. So it's it's good. Yeah, yeah I I think positioning is is what you learn from those people, and that's the hardest thing to teach because it's all situation based and it's all on the fly. You can't tell somebody how to position themselves well because there's there's too many variables. So if you are running with a squad with, you know, maybe the the squad leader has really good positioning, then you're just going to pick it up passively. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that you have to learn and you have to learn it on your own. Like we we've had this discussion about the podcast like, "Hey, let's do a positioning episode." And it's like, "How do you even do that?" <laughs> Get sick flanks, dude. I, no, that didn't work. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, 
I like it. I like it. You guys are, are selling me on the battlefield. We all know secretly that I'll never play any other games. But the idea of it sounds really good. No, it's got its own problems, too. We've been we've been selling it up, but there there have always been issues with spawns. Um, you know, in Destiny, one of the things that was pretty decent was the, the predictability of spawns, but also the defensibility of spawns. In Battlefield, the spawns, sometimes you'll just, you get caught in a, in a kill, death, die loop that you can't not control because yeah. you're trying to either spawn on your buddy or you're trying to just spawn on your base spawn and you just get spawn trapped. So they're, they're getting a little better with that now, um, but for a while, even in Battlefield 1, um, there was a real problem with them. Yeah. Oh, I definitely, I definitely would spawn into that. Um there was a one desert map that launched with the original game, and uh, there's a like a a canyon in the back, and uh, I, I met a yeah I met a team and <laughs> this dude they just posted up on the rocks outside of the mouth of where the canyon opens up yeah and it was far enough away that you could spawn inside the canyon and your your teammates were spawning there so the game thinks that it's safe there but then you can't walk out or get an angle on them. Or at least, you know, in my in my noobness, I couldn't. And so they're just, you know, they're just camping people coming out, you know, forcing them through a choke point. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, your spawn there, uh, let's see, if you're the British, is on A, and you're looking directly at that rock. Yeah, and uh, if you go over the rock bridge, snipers just set up, and yeah, they spawn camp you. That, that was a definite problem in BF1. Yeah. Nope. And it seems to have gotten a, a little better in some ways for Battlefield Five. So bless their hearts, they're trying. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, cool. Well, I'm sure they're they're gonna come out with some great stuff for it. They they did a good job with Battlefield One. Um, so close to the holidays, I doubt that we'll see that sweet package deal like they did with Titanfall 2 where it was like 40 bucks for two games or whatever it was. I, I don't no, know, we've, dude. Uh, we've already been, seen it. They yeah. put it on really? sale for 30 yeah. bucks, man. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been half off this weekend. Like If, you, if you've Whoa. ever played a Battlefield before, it's half off. So, if yeah. you, you know, like last weekend it was half off at Target. I'm sure there's going to be a bundled deal at Walmart soon uh, you know yeah awesome, so you sh- you're probably yeah, gonna be able to pick it up for like 30 bucks yeah let's not lie about it they uh they didn't sell as many as they hoped they would uh they they had a really terrible marketing campaign and you know and even the people who have bought it now it started out with a bunch of bugs and so yeah it's it's not selling well which sucks but uh, it's got a ton of potential and uh, I've had a ton of bugs. Like, it's been really hard for me to play. But the past two nights, I think they might have fixed something on the back end. Man, it's been gravy. It's been That's so awesome. good. So. Yeah, I know um, our friends of the show and uh, Derp fam, um, Maddie Misfit and uh, Mr. Mayhew, they've been trying to get us to buy it on PC for, like, quite a while now. They're, <laughs> we, have a, we have a little DM private chat going and they're like so uh i think it was earlier this week maddie was like so uh when are you guys buying uh battlefield to play with us <laughs> <laughs> dude hopefully pc's doing better it it seems to be that way because you know most of the streamers and stuff they they play on pc and i'm watching these guys and i'm like man you guys don't have any of the bugs that i have <laughs> like it's just smooth 
So yeah, I, th- I think PC might be the way to go at this point. Hmm. And I feel like they have this big roadmap like they do with Destiny now of a live service and all these things coming out. And, you know, they got the Battle Royale coming up and there's no season pass. Everything's kind of the content's free going forward. So hopefully that'll, it'll get traction. And as the bugs get fixed, hopefully with the more and more content, the word will get out there and the player base will keep growing and growing. Yeah, the the free content drops are huge for a lot of people, man. So... I mean, it I look back at the that. division, and that game is the one yep. that I use as the uh, the you know gold standard of a game that completely flopped at launch because yeah. of bugs and other reasons. Yeah. There wasn't enough to do. You know, the gameplay wasn't that much fun, and they kept working on it, kept working on it, and by the end of Division One, I, I mean, I still see people playing it. Uh, I haven't been back there for you know nine months or so, but. It was really, really fun last time I played. Like it's, it turned into a great game because I just kept plugging away at it, and all of a sudden people started showing up, and the the player base got healthy. It's funny how many of those games out there are doing that nowadays. You know, like they launch in a half finished state, and then they sort of, you know, circle the wagons and figure out who their player base are, and then get a round turn on or finish off a bunch of the the bugs and stuff like that. But it takes about a year, year and a half sometimes. Yeah, we'll so, see how uh, Fallout 76 can save it. That game. <laughs> well, <laughs> circle so, the wagons or circle the drain. Circle the drain. Either way. Yeah, <laughs> nah. I don't know because game game. We got some guys, you know, who are really enjoying their playtime in it. But um, uh, you know, I guess it's all about whether you want to play in that kind of survival game or not, right? Right. But yeah, yeah I've never, I've never played a Fallout game. Well, ever. this is you know, you're missing different out, than man. your normal Fallout game too. Yeah, it is. is a little different. Yeah. I mean, three in New Vegas or they're great. Yeah, I can play both of those. I have played both of those numerous times. Yeah, they're they're so good. So good. Four wasn't my cup of tea and 76 (laughs) is like, eh, I don't need that in my life. I got enough time sinks and I would really have to put a bunch of time in to be as happy as I want to be. Yeah, I'll probably get 76 maybe a year from now, you know, pick it up for. 20 bucks after it's yeah. fixed yeah <laughs> hey man i i picked up doom for like 15 bucks i think and it came with every single dlc that they had released you know and it was fun it gives a great game look beautiful on pc so i heard it's good yeah 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 so there's definitely something to be said about picking them up when they go on sale that's for sure didn't they do a switch port of that? That's impressive. Yes, they did. I did hear that. Yeah. Just the logistics involved in that blow my mind that they ported that to Switch. And uh, Wolfenstein too, right? That's another one they just ported over. Oh, really? Oh, I hadn't I, heard that. But that's that's. I, uh, yeah. Likewise, that'd blow my mind because that game was something else. Yeah, I'll um. I have one sitting upstairs for the uh, the kiddos. I'm uh, I did not wrap it though because I want to like before the, when they go to bed Christmas Eve I want to bring it downstairs and like update it you know like hook it up get all the updates get all the downloads like make sure all the games are good to go so when they 
when they wake up Christmas morning, they can actually play a game instead of me being like, oh, let Dad set this up by the TV for a half hour. <laughs> oh, it's like we got to download this game update for three hours because yeah. everyone else in the world is downloading games. I did the same thing when I bought my son an Xbox One. Yeah, pre-installed yeah. everything and had it going. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the benefit of having a gamer dad, right? Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> like yeah. You're like, yeah, I better pop in every single game. And then I can wrap the game cartridges and like throw them <laughs> under the tree. And yeah. I know that the kids can pop them in and play whatever one they want to play. So, good times. Um, so, let's see. Let's talk, let's talk some other games. Uh, Nips, you had a game release this week, right? Oh, yeah. Something small. <laughs> Not very high on your priority list. Yeah, I've only been waiting six weeks for it uh, since they released the uh, the version on PC for everybody. And since I am a console pleb, I had to sit there and wait for uh, Thronebreaker to drop from CD Projekt did, Red. Wait, wait, wait. Did you actually have to wait, or did you just not want to carry your PC down to tether it into the internet? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, just just to make sure that we ha- that we had had that set. Okay. So so yeah, that fire that dropped the same day Black Armory dropped. So I was uh, that night I was torn between what I wanted to do. If, whenever we get to Destiny talk, we'll realize that I didn't really do a ton of uh, Black Armory stuff this week because a lot of my solo time was spent playing Thronebreaker, which is like a single player version of Gwent. It's you know. I think I have like six hours in it already, and I've gotten through the first mission of I don't even know how many. Uh, they said it's about a 30, 35 hour campaign, so I got some time left to go. I'm really confused. So, Gwent is a card game. Yes. From The Witcher. Yes. And where does a single player mission come in? Are you going to different towns with your deck of cards and like murdering people and stealing their cards? No, it's more of a the combat of your armies is based via card game. So like you build your army up and they're signified by cards and then those are the cards you have available to yourself while you're playing your single player battles and stuff like that. So it's like a whole story built in of uh Witcher universe lore uh and so the cards you get are like the army, the Lyrian army that Meave has. So when you come across a monster or another army, you're like, a lot of the puzzles are like, kill this monster before they do X, Y, or Z to your troops and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So it's almost like a turn-based, like, strategy type of game but your turns are based on the cards that you have in your deck, and that's the moves that you can play. Yep. It's a, it's a lot of puzzles. A lot of, like, okay, I have four cards. Of, you know, this puzzle says I have four cards. I need to deal some amount of damage to this one thing. From looking at the four cards you have, there's no way you can deal that four damage, so you got to figure out how to make it work type stuff. It's uh, um, a lot of... Uh, I had a lot of battles where I played three cards and realized I could no longer win, but I realized when I realized I could no longer win, I realized my mistake three turns earlier on the very first turn of the the game that caused me to lose it. So we'd go back in and try again, and it's all about order, you know, order of cards played and sure all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. 
<laughs> is the multiplayer aspect still there too? Yep, there's a it has its actual own. It's actually two separate apps now. There's Thronebreaker, which okay. is the the single player, and then there's Gwent, which is still the multiplayer. You build your own deck, you play against real people, and you work on your ranking. I haven't actually played any of that yet. Uh, that is so interesting. Uh, the problem is both games uh, dropped with stability issues on console. So, like, I can get about 90 minutes on Thronebreaker before the game just crashes on me. Oh, and it's sucks. like, all right, well, I guess I'll go back to playing Destiny now because I got my 90 minutes in and I'm frustrated because I was in the middle of a battle and blah, blah, blah. I have to do that again when I get back. And they, they've they already said, yeah, we know. We've heard you guys talking about it. We're looking into it right now. Um, but I just haven't had time to play Gwent. Like... I have to go in and craft all the cards I want to use to play against other people, and that in itself is going to take me like the better part of an hour, and I just haven't had an hour to sit down and do that and then start playing, so. Thronebreaker must be pretty good, because you're pretty diehard Gwent, and for you to not even touch Gwent yet, like, that says a lot about the other aspect of the game. Yeah, well, you say that, but then I'm also pretty diehard Witcher universe. Like, I've read all the books. You know how many times I've played Witcher 3. And that, you know, and I enjoy a single-player experience. So, once? Yeah. you played it once? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've played it once seven different times. <laughs> I had, like, 120, 150 hours a game. Uh so I, I'm trying to just, you know, work my way through that, and then I'll probably, like, pop in at the end of this season of Gwent and get a couple games in, and then in the new year work towards trying to actually see if I can work my way up the ladder and see how high up I can get and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So I, I do see the strategy here. You're enjoying Thronebreaker. You're letting the season of Gwent play out. You'll You'll dabble a little bit, but when the new season comes... You better You're believe I'm in. just net decking all of my cards and playing okay. net decks the entire time. All right, all right. I like I, I like the strategy. It's I, I see now. I see the blood in your eyes. It's beautiful. Like the new Gwent is absolutely visually stunning compared to the old one. It's uh, the animations are smooth and there's a lot more complexity in terms of design space with stuff you can do each turn. Uh, it's going to take a while. I'm going to get just, like, hammered the first few times I play because the learning curve is going to be so steep, and I'm playing against people on PC who have been playing for six full weeks ahead of time and stuff like that. Crossplay? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I guess technically you can also opt to only play Xbox, other Xbox players, which seems like a fun thing to do, except for then you realize your wait time for games is forever. Whereas if you play okay. against everybody, your wait times are much, much shorter. So Yeah, those mouse and keyboard guys, they just have the distinct advantage in those card games. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did finally build in an in-game deck tracker. So the old Gwent in beta didn't have a deck tracker, so you, you had to like remember what your cards were. But there was a program for PC people that they could run that would show them all the cards in their deck and it would show in their hand and in their graveyard all at the same time. So they could just look at this thing on their screen and know what they had and know what their, you know, what their odds were of hitting the card they needed to win if they were a random draw one from your deck type deal, uh, where console plebs had to do that all, either have it 
on a piece of paper in front of them and like cross off stuff or have to memorize their decks. So there was a decided advantage to PC. I suspect uh, the company that did that, the Gwent up uh, thing, will release something that's more helpful for PC players in the future. But at least now we have a deck tracker, so we know what we could draw when we do a random spin. So it'll, the, um, it'll come in handy. They're trying. The ladies of the Witcher universe are more beautiful on PC, I'm sure. They have more frames for their <laughs> animations. Seems reasonable. Um, cool, man. Well, I'm glad that you're liking that. That's uh, I like I like the that I got to agree with Flav, man. I think that the card based or the turn based card army first person thing. Sounds cool. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the map is huge, and there's all kinds of stuff you can find, and you have to, if you, you know, enjoy that sort of, you got to find all of these resources so that you can build better cards, and it's all, like, part of the story, and I I haven't looked at any spoilers for the story, so there's a whole bunch of things that say, you know, you do this, it could have long-lasting effects later in the game, so I can't wait till like... 20 hours from now, when I forget, like, even what choice I made earlier, I get stabbed in the back by somebody. That'll be great. The first time through, I'll play it blind, and then I'll start looking for the actual right way to do it. But they also upped the difficulty when they uh, released on consoles. Like, apparently, the hardest difficulty wasn't that hard uh, the first time through. So I'm enjoying that, like, some of these ones are really pretty, you know... It took me, like, 25 tries to beat one of these puzzles one time, so, wow. you know. That's a lot of tries when there's only four cards. Yeah, these ones had a little bit more, but <laughs> I consider myself reasonably decent at card games. I'm not great by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, like, well, there was a head-scratcher. There were a couple of times I pulled up the phone and, like, went to Google and then threw the phone across the room and said, no, I'm playing this one for real my first time through. If I can't do it, I just can't beat this one and move on with life. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how strong my that's, resolve is as it gets later. That's not how I play. <laughs> yeah, you might be done in like 15 hours. You just have every encounter up on the... <laughs> play these five cards in this order and you're good to go. But I, I wait till I get frustrated. And then at that point, I'm like, no, uh, fuck this. I want to, like, move on with my life. I'm done being frustrated. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So it's very good. I, I've really enjoyed what they did. And, I mean, I'm always going to be in the bag for CD Projekt Red. So they've done nothing nice. to make me not love them. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great, dude. Um, So... I see there's some other games on here. Would someone like to talk about games that they have or have not played this week? Yeah, I'll I'll go. Uh so I got the the Spyro remaster. And oh man, I'm so excited for that. Oh, it's on so what good. system? I, I got it on Xbox One. Okay. So that is the only game that me and my wife actually share a fondness for. And so when when it was like announced, I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. So me and my wife has split the time. We just beat the first one, but uh, she probably did 75% of it. And wow. then 
yeah, I did all the shit that she couldn't do, uh, aka the flying levels. <laughs> yep. It's, it's so good. It's just as good as I remember. Uh, the controls, just, you know, the, the level design, the enemy design. Uh, you know, a lot of these games from from our childhoods, uh, they they probably suck, right? <laughs> but in our in our heads, they're fantastic. Uh, no, this one's still really really good. It's it's super huh. engaging, and uh, it's it's beautiful. They did such a good job remastering it. Uh, did the, they fix the, the cameras? only thing. No, the cameras still sometimes will just back you into a wall and you can't see shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, the only thing Wait. I wanted was like the Halo remaster to where you could switch between like old graphics and new graphics. Uh, that's that's not a thing. You got to play all new graphics, but uh, overall just, you know, 9 out of 10. I loved this. So it's a remaster. Okay, okay. So I thought it was a new one. It's an actual remaster of the original one. The first three, actually. I've only made oh, it to, yeah, the first one. Okay. But all three that were on PlayStation, they remastered. And it's, it's wow, in that's this. that's cool. Yeah. I did see. So that game was a big part of my childhood. And uh, Crash Team Racing, which is also coming back in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. So... All of those games that I spent I hours and hours and hours playing on my uh, couch with my brother and sister on the PlayStation will be back in the near future. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool that all of these games from the original PlayStation uh, are are coming back and they're still good because the Crash Remaster, you know, the the first three of those, it you know, it still held up. So I'm I'm super impressed. That's awesome. Hmm. I'm excited. Uh, the person with whom I share an Xbox is getting it for Christmas, so I will be getting it for Christmas. Good old <laughs> home Xbox uh, game share. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, what is this other thing? War? Warframe? It's French, Warframe? Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Dude, they just released an update today for console. It's been out for PC for a while. It's uh, it's called Fortuna. So oh, Warframe. that was the thing that got through. Oh, it came out today. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It got so, through certification super quickly. And, then yeah, it did. Well, it was dis- like, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Despite the name Fortuna, it's also four people. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna whip that one out. You know, all right. So, I've used it three times now. That's yeah, that's right. my third time pulling that joke out. <laughs> to great effect it's all three funny. times, I must say. It's still funny. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> the great thing about this update is it's uh, this, the release of their second open world, and they've rocked the house. I spent the last two hours uh, playing it right before this podcast, and um, it's everything it should be. Um, the difficulty levels for the enemies are, are, are appropriate, although, and they've promised them to go back to being harder again because they, they had to nerf them for a little bit because of a bug um, for the, the PC guys. But, um, you know, they hashed through a bunch of the stuff that the PC guys were having problems with, and uh, it passed cert. None of those bugs are present. Just awesome. a ton of fun, dude. Just a ton of That's fun. That's cool. 
It's uh, it's too bad that that game is just locked behind paywalls and so expensive to get into. <laughs> you know, um, you gotta hate when uh, a free to play game is actually free to play. So yeah, yeah, that uh, that's a good game, man. That's the game that I um, that I downloaded to try and learn mouse and keyboard too, which was a mistake, um, <laughs> <laughs> because of the speed and pace of that game on PC. Yeah. Uh, but it is a great game, man. I uh, I didn't get into it into it um, super hardcore. I didn't have a lot of like friends that played it. I think that was the biggest thing. I think if I had more people that I knew on PC that played it when at that time when I was like, this was kind of like the end of D one before D two started summer, that I started getting into it. So it was before the first open world. Um, but yeah, it's a cool game, man. Yeah, that's about when I came so, into it. I I remember looking at it. And around the time that D1 was promised to come out, and I was, it was kind of a toss-up for me, and I was like, "Nah, I, I like first person better than I like third person." So I'm gonna go with yeah. D, I'm gonna go with this thing called Destiny, right? And that was, of course, a complete shit show when it first released. You're like, "Really?" I still loved the game, but it was like eh, there was some stuff about it that was a little off. And um, and so, but I never went back and looked at Warframe, even though D1 was a little bit wonky at first. And then when D1 after the, you know, we were starting to slow down for me anyway, personally, uh, right before D2 came out, there was a sort of that lull in between. I, I picked uh, Warframe back up and I was kind of blown away by the number of advancements they'd made with the movement system, the sheer quantity of the, the different crafting that you could do. It's just, it's an incredibly rich and, and deep game and it's only getting richer and deeper. And the stuff that they've put on their roadmap for the next year and a half to two years is just, uh, if they can pull it off, it's amazing. And to top it all off, it's a small studio, and they all like they're all Canadian, and they seem super nice. And like that's sort of just a Canadian thing. Yeah. So I, it's it's just amazing. I, I, I for them, I, I love the studio, and I love the fact that they're not afraid to say, "Oops, we fucked up. Sorry." Yeah, I logged yeah. back in uh, about a month ago. I'm still sitting on like 1,200 plat. I don't even. I logged in. I 1,200 plat. You, you can like, gift all of that to me. That'd be okay. I'd be. Uh, I'd be okay with you. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know where to start. Like, <laughs> all of my old frames are like. I had a perfect Ember Prime that would just like. I didn't have to shoot things in levels. I could just run <laughs> through and they'd all die. I'm like. This isn't as good as it used to be. Now I have to actually no, try. I don't yeah. know. I don't like this. Uh, but I really just need to get back into it. Uh, I won't because I'm playing Gwent and Thronebreaker and Destiny 2. But that <laughs> the three months where we played Warframe every night for like five hours a night and just ground prime uh, stuff in the... <laughs> Whatever the hell that is, the the relics, <laughs> yeah, the relics and, and stuff like that, and yeah. ground mods and sold them for ridiculous amounts of plat and scoured the uh, the sale thing and like, oh my god, this idiot's selling this thing for five. I can sell it again for hundred and five. <laughs> he just doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So that game is really good that way too. Uh, I, I feel like Warframe is the game that's just always there for you. You yeah. know, whenever you. You know, you're you're maybe not filling your main game. You got a Warframe. It's just there, and it's it's always gonna be good. Well, and the nice and thing it, about well, it is you can pick it up and do whatever you want with it, right? You can do you can get all intense and try to do the the high end game stuff, or you can just go in and chill out and go fishing, for instance. So there's it's there's a 
there's a part of the game for every mood that you could possibly be in, which is pretty attractive. Yeah. And there's like a billion things that you could do. Like, honestly, like yeah. there's just like, like you can't complete it all. It's, it seems like it's impossible. So, well, yeah. it's kind of the there's always stuff that you can do. It's kind of the model that Destiny said they were going for, you know, with the 10 year support, you know, uh, that they, that d- never did pan out. Uh, that's that's what Warframe is doing. It's the same game, just going on and on, and it's just endless. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's free. That's that's the biggest thing. I mean, and kinda. If you actually get into Warframe, you're gonna buy some plat. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's like, just I, the I'm way basic, it goes. I'm basically on a subscription again. That's mostly just because I love the the, the studio so much that I want to chuck a, some cash at them every so often. You remember that really terrible uh, statement that they made about one of the Bungie devs made, and you want to throw money at the screen or some shit? Um, no, there are moments where I'm like, I, I, take my money, de, take my money. You know, so uh, yeah. That makes me really happy to be able to to, to get all um, get involved with the game like that again. I, there are moments where I'm thinking about this game in the middle of the day, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, what can I do today, you know? But on the other side, the downside of that game is if you don't go into the game with an objective for your your play session, you're just going to wander around and then you start asking yourself, why am I in this game anyway? So <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I see that. Yeah. I see that for sure, man. And then uh, um, the other one I got to play this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Am I okay to say this? Is EA going to track me down if I you, talk about? I think you can say I, what you played. I can say what we're, I played. Okay, I can, you still can't tell because I keep hearing knocks on the door, and <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty big, man. Like, there's going to be like a good thousand or two thousand people that are going to hear this within the first five minutes of uh, <laughs> you releasing yeah. it. Yeah. So I did have a chance to play Anthem, um, the the alpha over the weekend, and I'm I'm just going to say I'm impressed. I'm, I'm yeah. impressed. I, I also played it, really enjoyed it. Uh, controls are very smooth. You know, we are under an NDA, so we can't say too much. But, uh, but yeah, it's it feels a lot like Destiny, and it feels a lot like Borderlands, kind of yeah. mixed together, uh, which is really cool. Those are two really nice franchises to mix together. I love Borderlands, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. A lot like Neverwinter Nights in some ways for me, you know, just the whole... just just some of the mechanics of it. Uh, so I, it's still got some glitchiness because it's an alpha. And the thing I loved about it was it was an actual alpha. So they, they asked us what we thought about the game afterwards. Oh, that's cool. Right? And, and, the, and the stuff that they gave us options to talk about, they also provided a text box at the end. So you could actually uh, expound or expand upon what you were saying, you know, in the, in the previous little check boxes and stuff. So it was nice to play an alpha that's actually an alpha and not a demo. Did you get That's the long cool. thumbs glitch where all of your characters had thumbs that were three meters long? No, I didn't get that. No. Oh, <laughs> that okay. would have been kind of awesome, though. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. I wouldn't mind if they put it in the final game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got one where um, the objective didn't spawn in. And so it was a bunch of me and randoms just kicking around the map, searching for it. We thought we were just being stupid uh, and couldn't locate the objective. But no, it, it actually hadn't spawned in. So again, it was a lot of alpha stuff like that, you know. All all of my bugs and glitches were just funny. It yeah. all worked. 
Like, I was able to complete everything, so, yeah. yeah. Did, did you guys see that, uh, I was assuming it was a dev, but he was tweeting out um, how, I think there were two main two main points. He said, one, we understand and we're hearing you with all these, you know, technical difficulties and bugs. It is an alpha. And two, you are breaking your NDA by telling us about the bugs in, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in, our, in our alpha. No, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was like, it was like people couldn't sign in or something like that. And uh, he's like, and you're breaking your NDA by saying that you're trying to sign into the Alpha or something like that. I'm just like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, yeah, That's we technically hilarious. just broke our NDA, but I don't feel like we revealed anything. I don't think we too hard. hard. No, we just hopefully yeah. we we encouraged people to consider it when it comes up for the open demo in uh, first part of February. Oh, that'd be dope. I don't even know how many thumbs my character has, but I know they could be three meters in length. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> well, you had me at Borderlands and Destiny. Yeah, yeah, I think the Borderlands and Destiny, like that would that would pique my interest in checking it out. So Yeah. Cool. Minor That's fun awesome, bug man. uh in Destiny. They showed last week uh how big the the boss in the inverted spire would be. Uh, they had to disable that strike for the week between uh, the end of season four and the start of Black Armory. And then when the patch notes came out, they saw, everyone saw that the reason they did it was because the boss was uh, three times the normal size. Uh. And then somebody <laughs> released a video of it, and everyone was like, why can't we just keep this in? <laughs> because the, <laughs> the giant Vex Minotaur is like the size of the entire room and he spawns in. It's hilarious. Yeah, and then he like, what? He would stomp and everyone would just wipe, I'm guessing? <laughs> well, it's like, he'd just float over the open area and then he'd like, where are you supposed to jump down? It's just sort of like a little half step down and stuff like that. It was hilarious to watch. <laughs> uh-huh. I did not see that video. I want to see that, dude. We need to, we need to put that in... Uh, discord and tag me that's yeah, awesome. you to gotta watch it. it it's just like out of the movies where you know the little kids slowly looking up at the big monster or the big giant <laughs> he's like slowly looking up to the top of the minotaur it was pretty good oh that's awesome man that's awesome um i mean i guess we i guess we said the d word should we should we talk a little destiny real quick yeah we can um, run through what the week was so, go for it, Nips. Uh, so, Black Army came out, and I don't know, it feels like half the internet lost their shit, but I wasn't really paying attention <laughs> to them because I was just grinding power, and then one of our old uh, clanmates from Treads Upon Shards had just gotten back into the game. So, like, the last week we had gotten him from 300 up to about 500, you know, working on that. So I just I jumped in with him and kept working on stuff, leveling him up, and so I didn't even worry about Black Armory. And then Chuck was like, hey, uh, Psycho has never cleared Last Wish. You want to hop in there? So he asked our raid group, and it seemed like we had a full group, and then it came time to actually run it, and we were missing, like, half the people. So <laughs> we got two... Seems like our raid group. <laughs> we got two more new people, so there were three of us who had run the raid before and three who hadn't. So we got Psycho, Jamar, and Joker's Wild uh, get their uh, get their first raid clear. So that was fun. Didn't even take us as long as you thought. Like two and a half hours probably to beat the whole raid. So that wasn't bad with three people who had never done it before. Uh, Briz and I got Bushido, his uh, Whisper, yesterday, which was nice. Uh, 
the mistake we made was he was like, oh, I got the portal open, come join us. And I was on my stupid warlock, and I can't do a fucking jumping puzzle to save my life on a warlock. So we failed that time, and I switched to my hunter, and then we cleared it with, like, three minutes to spare. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, so I just sort of putzed around. I ran the stupid Strange Strain Nightfall 13 times, or 12 times this uh, week, trying to get that Braytech Osprey Nightfall exclusive to drop. Uh... 0 for 12, didn't drop a single time, uh, so I decided I'm done with that until the next time it rolls around. 12 is 12 appears to be my magic number of times I'll run, try to run a nightfall <laughs> before I give up on it. Uh, <sighs> One is my magic number. <laughs> uh, in the grand scheme of things, I've realized that I like the grind of Destiny, but I refuse to farm things. Like We talked about this last week. I still don't have the loaded question. I now have three characters that are all over 25 strikes completed. Uh, so I could have finished it on any two characters at this point in time, just about. Um, but haven't done it yet because I can't focus on one character for too long. Otherwise, I get bored. So it's been fun. I, I had you. a good week. It was, But I, uh, I've yet to set foot in any of the uh, forges. So Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm keeping an open mind. Um, they said it was going to be a different style of content drop, and it is a different style of content. Ton- yeah, can't even talk content drop. Uh, everyone expects everything to just be there right away, and I think it's just going to be a slow build of more things that you don't possibly have time to complete. Um, and I'm okay with uh, with not being able to do end game stuff the day that it's released. So, or successfully, you could do it that day. You just got shit on the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fun though. I've been I've been enjoying it. I'm looking forward to the dawning dropping tomorrow. Uh, that that hockey emote is amazing. He takes I don't so know good. if you guys saw this, so Eric and Flav, but he takes a hockey stick and he throws it on the ground and throws his hockey gloves off like he's gonna get into a fight. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> That's a northern thing. We don't have hockey down here. <sighs> I mean, not since the Atlanta Thrashers moved away. The, uh, yeah, my exactly. Team in the world, since the Atlanta Thrashers moved away, <laughs> my favorite team in the world moved down to Texas. I know that hockey exists down south. It's the a North different Stars. south. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. southeast. We don't have hockey at all. Carolina Hurricanes. That's North Carolina. Uh, they're so far north. <laughs> Anheim, doesn't, doesn't Anaheim have the Ducks? Or did they move? No, they Anaheim do. Anaheim has yeah. the Ducks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it'll be cool. Okay. It'll uh, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, I, did, I played some Xbox this week. Uh, I didn't just geek out on PC the whole time. And uh, I broke out the broadsword. Um, and I apparently had a god roll of it, or a very good roll of it, and, uh, I can't aim or shit with a hand cannon anymore on a controller, because I'm so used to using mouse and keyboard, but I can use a pulse rifle pretty well. So, pulling out a pulse rifle and finding one that really clicked, like, it felt really good to start wrecking face in PvP with a controller again, and then running a fusion rifle to, um, you know... Fusion rifle and a pulse rifle felt just like D1. I was okay with that. Uh, gotta get and ready gotta, to go. Yeah. The yeah, uh, great, Rumble man. League 
finals are this week. Yeah, I know. I should probably practice a little bit before we before we do that. Um, yeah, so that was cool. I had fun. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I think I've I think I've come to the point where I really don't give a shit what I get on either system. I just want to play with people, so I'm gonna do my best to try and balance my PC Xbox time. I just can't do them both in the same night because going from from PC to Xbox just does not fare well. I need like that break. It either has to be like I'm playing Xbox tonight or I'm playing PC tonight because jumping between the two fucks with my eyes and my head too much. Like with the graphics and the frames and everything else. It just If I forget about what that big field of view looks like, I have no problem playing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Milks, what did you get jump in this week? All right, I was going to say, yeah. Milks, what did you do? Um, I was playing a little bit of Destiny. Uh, I finally hit 600 power. Just been playing pretty casually, doing some dailies and weeklies here and there. And just kind of slowly working my way towards the breakneck and the loaded question and those pinnacle weapons. And then, you know, I took took off for a long time. So I've been playing catch up ever since. So I've just kind of been going back and kind of ticking away at like some old exotic quests. Like I'm halfway through my sleeper and I'm on like the second or third step of the Polaris Lance a lot of those uh, Mars exotics and been doing EP trying to get a shotgun still don't have one of those so just not playing anything too seriously just a whole lot of you know power power engrams that try to get my light up and then when I get bored with that I'll try and work towards a quest or something nothing too crazy but I am enjoying it and I'm excited to get into the forge I hopped in with Thaden right when it came out and we hadn't like looked at anything on social media or anything and we got absolutely steamrolled because he was like <laughs> 570 and i was like 595 so yeah we didn't last more than a minute <laughs> no and it takes you out so fast like you the thing about the forges you can lose so fast that all of a sudden you're back in orbit again you're like oh I thought we were doing okay or like if you get lost in the moment and you think you're doing good and then all of a sudden like all the enemies disappear, and you're like, oh, shit, we just lost. All right. I guess back to orbit. <laughs> yeah, they don't mess around, and they don't waste your time either. Like you said, like if you don't kill some of those, I don't know, what are they, the batteries, or what do you have to collect and throw at the forge? Yeah, the Like if you don't kill that the first high-value target or whatever it is, like you're out of there in 60 seconds. Like, yeah, that's They crazy. kick you. It's just, yeah. They, nope, come back again. <laughs> yep. It got easier as I got closer to like um, 608, 609, but it was definitely, uh, it definitely was not easy. So I haven't beaten it yet, but I have been splitting my time between two systems. So I'm also as well taking, trying to take that casual approach. So, so I think the big question is which is better, Fanal's Peril or Ias Luna? I feel like Ias Luna pulls up into the right. Is this is this outdated? Or? I've always been a peril fan. Yeah, Fanal yeah is same. Much better. Yeah, vertical vertical yeah. recoil, steady timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still think Luna Luna was more consistent for me. I also <laughs> never had a good Luna drop ever. I did. Um, I had a I had a really good Luna, but Fanal is oh man. What was the red one? 
that Shax always gave you. Oh, dude. You're really testing it now. Oh, wow, man. Oh, um, God. I wish I remember. But that was my favorite gun. Um, that was hands down my favorite hand cannon, and it totally was not the uh, the PvP meta either. Um, I can't help you out. I ran no, nothing I but no land for years two and three. I got it. Lord High I, Fixer. Dude, I did too. Oh, nice. No land. No <laughs> land was was my baby oh, for at least yes. a year. Oh. This uh, my co-host was pretty fucking deadly with no land for quite some time before it was cool to run no land. It was so yeah. much fun. No land in the yeah. sidearm when they're in the shotgun meta. You just saw somebody coming. They get their eyes all big and wide because they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna skate and shotgun <laughs> you." And you body shot them with the uh, first shot with the no land, and then switched to the hand cannon. For, I mean, the uh, sidearm and finish them off. I always did uh, no land and Saladin's vigil yes, with a backup my... of of yes. throwing knives with the gunslinger. Oh yeah, that'll do the trick too. Yep, no land and I did no land and Saladin's with a warlock with the Fidians. Uh, storm caller, so the I could melee, melee you range, from thirty yeah. feet away, and uh, that storm nade, so I could zone you off if you were trying to push me with a shotgun. Oh, nostalgia! I know it was good <laughs> how times. it warms the heart. I could just, I like, just pictured myself on Widow's Court as I was explaining that too. Like, <laughs> like one hundred percent was in Widow's Court as I was seeing that in my head. The good old times. <sighs> the good old times. That's What's that? I was going to say, I, the good old days of playing a Night Stalker with the Wombo combo. and Yes. My baby's coming back next month. You know about that, Fluffy? No. It, January 29th, is that when it's coming? Yep. Oh, last word. <laughs> last word. So I am pretty excited for that. There is a exotic quest that, I guess we didn't say this, that did drop this week that no one knew was coming either. If you go what? to the Forge... For those of you who haven't figured it out yet or haven't looked on social media or whatever, you know how the bridge is missing. You have to jump across that that canyon. Well, to the left, there's a bunch of boxes. If you hop on the boxes and look down, there's a little shelf or um, cliff ridge that you can jump onto. And there's a cave. You walk into that cave and there's an exotic quest. Yep, that's when you log in, you see everyone with their little fish hook uh, emblems. That's the first step in that thing. Yep. It looks like you have to, the first step is to beat all the forges, so no one's finished so it yet. So it's going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So. Last bit of Destiny 2 uh, talk for me. Uh, they'll probably patch it tomorrow, but uh, if you're going to run a Nightfall, turn the power handicap all the way up to 110, and the bug prevents it from actually lowering your power, and you get to get massive modifiers with no extra difficulty. In fact, easier than your normal Nightfall run, just about. Mm-hmm. So yep. it made farming strange terrain uh, much easier, because I didn't have to work very hard to get up big scores. Didn't help me at all, but... Theoretically, it could have. Because you get a better chance of the drop, right? The, right. The higher your high score, score, the better chance yeah. of your drop. So all 12 of my runs were 200,000 plus. Yep. Wow. Um, okay. So we're going to do something new. Uh, it's something that we're stealing from all of our other friends that do this. 
that have podcasts. Uh, I love music. I really love music, and uh, I think I think Dad Tales, uh, rest in peace, since they're no longer a podcast, mm-hmm. was the first ones that started this. Um, and then uh, Distinguished Gentlemen came along, and they stole that from Dad Tales. Uh, but uh, having a Spotify playlist, like I love music, man, and I I have I have quite the playlist myself. Um, you know, of just music that I put on stream when I when I stream that just is shit that I enjoy listening to and uh I'm a selfish person so when I do this I uh I don't let other people control my music so I just have a really giant playlist myself <laughs> of songs I like but I thought it'd be fun to like start something uh for the podcast and our guests that come on um yeah my personal playlist has 1400 songs on it so Jeebus I like music. <laughs> um, Nips, before we start this, I wanna. I was gonna. I was gonna throw an idea at you. Oh God. What if we say anything goes, except country music? Nah, I'm okay with country music. If somebody picks a country music song, they can have it on here. You and your open mind. <laughs> also, okay. not all country music's awful, so I'm fine with it. What? It depends if you're talking old country or yeah. new country. Because old actual country is pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it actual country, <laughs> new country or is it whatever this new country, crap no. is? Yeah, yeah, that's just pop, bubblegum pop nowadays, whatever the hell that is. See, also, you're opening all this of up. the people want to get all up off of their lawns. <laughs> <laughs> you're opening this up, and you're going to let someone try and come and change my mind about this? Uh-huh. No, I'm actually Exposure opening it up for me to be able like? to troll you later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I guarantee okay. if we get to Potato Thumbs episode uh, 150, Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 is going to be on this list, just to mess with you. That, hey, really did, that's a really catchy song okay. now. Don't be messing oh, around no, with it, Dolly, man. It's an earworm, and it'll get stuck. Jolene? <laughs> Jolene is Jolene is shit. one of the best songs oh, she okay. ever did. I will, I will tell you. I actually do love that song. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves that song. I, I actually it's love, love that song. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. You're not human yeah. if you don't like that song. Oh and the God. White Straps cover? Oh, it's super if, good. If the song that I picked tonight did not, not have so much meaning to me, like personally, I would actually consider putting <laughs> that Dolly Parton song on as my first pick just because, because I totally do love that song. Uh, God damn it. Okay. I've created a playlist. We're going to do this every week. We're going to pick some songs. Our guests are going to pick some songs. And uh, hopefully it'll expose us to some greatness that maybe we haven't heard before. So uh, let's go with uh, whoever wants to go first. Who wants to Who wants to kick this off? Who wants to throw the first song out there? I'll I'll throw it out. Uh, all right. Mine is by Gunship. It's okay. dark all day, and I, I will say listen to this with the caveat of watching the video. It's Fantastic uh, late '80s anime video, uh, just it will blow your mind. It's got the saxophone player uh, that played with Tina Turner's band. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, and I, I can't take credit for finding this. Uh, our our buddy Fugs Fugly '88, he he turned me on to this band, and Eric 
you like them as well, right? Oh my God, yeah. They're every single one of their albums is fantastic, and each one of them has a different kind of theme almost to them. And and Flav is absolutely right. Watch the videos. Uh, I'm not big on music videos usually, but these are outstanding. Awesome, man. Fugly's uh, he's a local boy, isn't he? Nips or Nips uh, Milks. <laughs> yep, in uh, Saint Paul, right? Yeah, yeah downtown Saint Paul. Good old. Yeah, that's not local Saint for Paul. me. Well, it's helpful for Milks and I. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a four-hour drive. I ain't, I ain't doing that for a Friday night out. Well, it's he, not tame uh, for me. So, I uh, <laughs> God, he had a show that I that I tried to go to once too. That because he does he does music himself. I didn't make it out, but he he's a good guy. He actually wrote the music for our podcast. Really? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome, man. Dude, he's he's way better than you would expect him to be just because he's our buddy, you know? <laughs> and, and we're all we're all dipshits. <laughs> so he's he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. That's awesome, man. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Who can follow that up? That was a good, good first pick. I like it. All right. Well, since we were talking about country a little bit earlier, I'm going to go. And okay. it's not country, I promise. Uh, so... It's Raising Sand by Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. And so Robert, okay. obviously Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin and then Allison Krauss just because she's awesome. Um, it's a great mix. Uh, both of them have, of course, fantastic voices. And it's a kind of, it's, I don't even know what genre to put it into, but um, a little bit blues. It's, it's bluegrass. Yeah, a little it's, bit blues, yeah, a little bit of bluegrass. A little bit rock. Yeah. A little bit of rock. You know, it's kind of the old school Led Zeppelin mixed in with Alison Krauss, if you can imagine that. And and the, most of them are stories as well. So, so it's worth Racing a listen. Sand is the album, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. what song are we pulling off of there? I Got a Woman. Well, which one? I Got a Woman. That's a good one. I Got a Woman. That's, That's one of the first one. ones on the album. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know you were into this. I like you a little bit better, Eric. <laughs> That's what this, I uh, this podcast does. Rich woman brings people together. Yeah, is rich it, woman. Is rich it woman. Rich woman. Yeah, it's rich woman. Is that I got a woman? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So this came out what? Oh eight. God, it's been a is while. That about man. right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. Oh yeah, eight, oh nine, somewhere thereabouts. Yeah. 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 It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, this when this came out, I was I was absolutely blown away because you know Robert Plant has done a lot of different stuff. He's he's experimented with you know African beats and and all kinds of different stuff since he left Led Zeppelin. But uh, I think this is the best thing he's done since. Yeah, oh, it really wow. is, and I'm it was excited. It came out right at the time of all that old timey music was coming out. You know, there's a revival uh, of that music for a while. And it, this just blows all of that out of the water, just because again, it's it's Allison Krauss and she's amazing anyway. And then it's and it's Robert Plant and dude, you can't beat Robert Plant, man. So I like this. Nips, we are two songs into this playlist. <laughs> I already want to listen to all these albums. <laughs> this is this is good. This is good. I'm glad we did this. Uh, Milks, I'm gonna go with you next. It's a lot of pressure. It is. It is. If you mess this up, you're probably not invited (laughs) over to my house on Saturday. I'm just gonna put that out there. (laughs) Like if I pick a yeah, if I pick a dog of a song, I won't get to play. I might send you the wrong address. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you the right address. Don't worry about it. Appreciate it, Nips. 
Um, so I picked a song from one of my favorite newer bands called Jungle. Um, okay. They're a British group, I think, um, and they're really funky. I don't know how exactly you'd describe them other than I want to say they're funk. I don't know if you've heard of like Django Django or Poolside. They're kind of similar to that. Um, and the song is Heavy California. And it was like Spotify just kind of had like the wrapped, you know, your wrap up of your 2018, you know, and it was like my most played mm-hmm. song. And I just absolutely really? loved it. I. I heard their old album, Busy Earning, was their big song on their first album. I heard it on The Current, and they just happened to be at First Avenue the next night. So I just bought a ticket on a whim and went to the show and was completely blown away. It was like one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. So ever since, I love Jungle. They're really funky, and this is off their new album called... Uh, forever I think and the name of the song is Heavy California check it out I think you'll really like it forever is the name of the new album Uh, shout out to The Current too we're pretty fucking lucky to have that radio station man that's the best damn radio station yeah we have a public radio station and they kick ass and they play good they play great music like I've found so many great bands listening to that radio station they'll play Dolly Parton and then they'll play Aretha Franklin and then they'll play Jungle and And then they'll play like some obscure independent hip hop track yep. followed by New Kids on the Block. Probably not New Kids on the Block, but I don't know, they just they have a, they, they do a good job. Yes. Yes, Nips in the back. What was the word you wanted to use there for like rare and not heard? I'll, I'll... I was wondering if you're gonna pull that out. <laughs> what did I say? Obscure. Oh, <laughs> I think I was thinking. I think I was thinking of abstract and obscure. <laughs> just put them together. Okay. <laughs> and just just kind of merged it together as I was trying to make sentences. Uh, yeah, but thank you, thank you for catching that. I do appreciate it. <laughs> is this a uh, is this a theme in was, Potato Thumbs? Where yes. you, uh, you you call you call Fluffy out? Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah. I see every every week. I wasn't aware I'd come Make to the grammar school here. This um, impressive. <laughs> we, we need to do this, man. In our in our podcast, we should uh, make sure that we don't make mistakes. I just keep trying. <laughs> It may be, uh, you know, tilting at windmills, but if you don't put the effort in, nothing's ever <laughs> going to change. Um, well, thank you, Milks, for your wonderful choice and shout out to The Current. And no thank you, host, co-host, for uh, <laughs> pointing out um, my stupid word of the week. Uh <laughs> What do you got for us, jerk? <laughs> um, so this song has been stuck in my head for the past week or so. Uh, Is it the Baby Shark song? No, because uh, I no need to okay. listen to that because I loathe children, as we've talked about uh, numerous times. Uh, but one of the Gwent streamers I watch has a is like models this stream around being like a radio station. So whenever anyone subs to him, he uh, plays what he calls his sexy sax uh, song for them. And like, so this is the song that he uses. It's by uh, Natty Rico. It's called Hope. Uh, and it's just instrumental. It's just one long 
sax beat and it's fantastic and it's uh when everything this past week has been went to shit at work it was just like i'll just listen to this it'll keep me upbeat a little bit while uh i'm sitting here deep inside wanting to just bang my head against the computer screen because i'm an idiot but uh wait (laughs) wait did you say went to shit uh yeah yeah it went to shit last week uh this week is uh started off pretty badly too because my thermostat batteries died overnight so my house was 48 degrees when i woke up uh Dude, I feel great. you. My com- my compressor went out this week, so I'm I'm sitting at 50 degrees in the house now. That's why I have on fingerless gloves. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty pretty awful. And in my half frozen state, I went to work and left my laptop at home. So I had to turn around when I got into the office and drive back home, oh, only dude, to drive back into work. Tuesday. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 now I empathize with you, man. You 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 doubled up on Flav and me. Damn. Okay. Yeah, no, right. So, so, but yeah, I enjoy the song. It's it's catchy and it gets stuck in my head. And when I end up with a earworm, I end up listening to the song on repeat over and over again. I must have listened to the song like twenty times in the past week. I have not left my laptop at home yet. I almost left it at work the other day, which would have sucked because I wanted to work from home the next day. And I packed up my backpack and I had my coat on and I was leaving and I looked back at my desk and I go, oh shit, I need that if I want to not come into the office tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm also on call support starting at like five in the morning. So if someone would have called me, I would have been like, yeah, let me go downstairs and boot up my PC so that I can help you. And then I would have been like, oh shit, let me wake up my boss and be like, hey, uh, I don't have my laptop. It's probably in the office. Can you help this person? <laughs> Oh, God, he would yeah, have been super, awful. super happy to talk to me. Uh, is it my turn? It is. Okay. Tell us your story, my friend. Um, so I am choosing Just a Friend by Bismarcky. Um, this song, so this the song ended up becoming my wedding song with my wife, uh, which is hilarious because of the context of the song. Um, is about cheating on people. Uh, but it wasn't like the song that we danced to. Like we picked like whatever cheesy song that was. I'm pretty sure it was like Green Day, Time of Your Life, that all of us had like middle school dances to. Um, <clears throat> but we made sure that just a friend. Uh, was in the playlist and we're like you have to play this like to the dj we're like this is not negotiable like this song has to play at our dance and he played it at a point where most people were kind of tired of dancing and like it came on and all my groomsmen and my wife and me just like got in the middle of the dance floor and like sang the entire song like screaming drunk at the top of our lungs and everyone else like that was there for the wedding is just looking at us like we are crazy and we didn't care at all. And it was fantastic. Uh, and I don't know, man, it's just lots of good memories with this song. Um, and so it, it had to be my first pick to the list because it's, it's definitely like a great from back in the day. So that is that is my submission for this week. Excellent. I That's like a really that good story. the... The beginning of this segment 
is when we are on because I feel like it's a milestone and I feel more important because of it. So, you so should. thank you. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like super stoked because you guys all pick stuff that I've never heard before. Um you know, I, I'm I'm excited. This is this is great. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean I'll continue to pick stuff I like for ours and continue to use all my troll picks on the uh, Distinguished Gentleman when I go over there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you picked Celine Dion, dude. I did. So Last time I was on their show, I so picked proud Celine Dion. Just uh, have it on their playlist now. Yeah, well, you actually picked a really good time because uh, I've been I've been active in one band or another for 15 years. Eric has really good taste, and it turns out Milks has really good taste. So you picked a good episode to start this. Yeah. I like it. No, I'm I'm excited. This is going good places. Uh, if our if our guests next week fuck it up, we're just gonna have to ban them for life. Yeah, uh, totally. Yep. I'm gonna go quick check who we got next week to see if we're doomed or not. <laughs> it's, it's funny when you see who we have next week. Uh, <laughs> Fuck okay. me. Uh, <laughs> next, <laughs> next up, we're gonna learn about otters. Eric, take it away. <laughs> Did you know that ocean otters each have a favorite rock? It's unique to them. <gasps> no way. Did you know that? I did not. Hey, that what rock, do they do with this rock? Well, they bash open their food with it. And they carry their rocks and a few pieces of food everywhere with them in a loose flap of skin or pouch under each of their That's four gross. legs. That's gross. <laughs> That's fucking Well, they don't gross. have refrigerators in the middle of the frickin' ocean, man. Cut them a, <laughs> cut them a, cut them a little break, you know? Okay. <laughs> and the best part let about me, this story... Let me just pull this food out of my loose flap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know... <laughs> they swim in cold water. I'm going to say it's probably decently preserved. And besides that, it's salty, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyhow, the, the the part that I like best about this completely random fact is that they apparently prefer putting their their rocks in their left pouches and their food in their right pouches. So they're universally left-handed, I guess, or maybe right-handed. That I don't is know. fantastic. Yep. Otters are oh, amazing. If I were to sum up Eric's personality, it was it would be because of this segment. That's <laughs> that's uh, take that for whatever you want it to be. Well, I think he's probably referring to the fact that I gave you the citation, uh, the source of where I got that crap. So, so. you guys do, don't even I know do like the, that. the the notes uh, that we have in our in our podcast. I I I, yeah, I may be guilty. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's talking, if it's talking about video games that we can't be talked about, we're, we're no problem. If we're going to be talking about otters, <laughs> I want my sources in the notes <laughs> to make sure that people know <laughs> these are public otter facts that I pulled. Yeah. Uh, I'm making up no, any of this great. otter shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, um, You've set a new bar for randomness, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you guys, there's there's a lot of things happening tonight, and I really hope that people understand. It's like a brave new world. Um, it's like the this episode is like the new Star Trek, right? Like you guys are are the uh, the John Luke Picard, and we're getting paid a lot of money to film this. 
Oh, yes. So, <laughs> which one of us is the blonde the chick that never came back after the first uh, the first season? <laughs> I'm scared. You went with the new Star Trek that's like 30 years old. No, they're, no, he's starring in a new Star Trek. Oh, really? 30, 31 years yeah. old. It came out yeah. in 1987. But yes, he is starring in a new Star Trek. He's wow. actually... He has director rights. He's... Ooh. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, is it? yeah. On the it is. It's gonna be really, really good. I mean, after the first year of updates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first once they work episodes, all the bugs out, yeah. he's gonna have really long thumbs. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, yeah. No. Huh. No? Yeah. What? No? Okay. Okay. Uh, a shout out this week. Um, Gamerscore Radio. Uh, they released their first episode, Nips? Uh, their first episode in the second half of 2018, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. This is their, their biannual episode. Nope. Not quite. Mm. This is their 25th anniversary episode. That's probably as good as we're going to get. Okay, okay. Uh, no, there's, there's a really... They dropped a really good episode uh, this week uh, about Mass Effect with uh, Xanafan711. And uh, it's pretty entertaining. If, you, if you've if you played any of the Mass Effect stuff, I definitely uh, urge you to check it out. They talk about, obviously, Gamer Score Radio. They talk about the, the music and everything else with it. And then at the end, they get sidetracked and talk about a bunch of other stuff. That's not Mass Effect at all. Uh, but bravo to Jay for the intro. I don't want to spoil it, but that was amazing. Also, if you've not ever played Mass Effect, you probably should. Yeah, he's talking to me. Um, and me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> and, and me, too, actually. Holy shit! Sake. Four out of five. <laughs> and oh the God, podcast. So it keeps getting better. Uh, <laughs> People drink beer. Week. We're done. Click. <laughs> <laughs> next week, um, I, I do want to get this out there ahead of time. Uh, next week's episode will most likely be delayed. Uh, I got called into the office next week for an office party, uh, which means that my normal. Uh, sound editing will have to take place on a different day so i'll do my best to figure out when that's going to be but um that's the editing of the sound not uh editing of a high quality sound editing never mind i have to fucking impress you wow uh (laughs) all right listener (laughs) reviews so um my now new favorite uh, sibling of yours. Um, Member of my family is probably what you meant to I, say. I was going to say my new favorite and like my throw last your name. last yeah. yeah, throw your last name out there. And I tried to like save it at the last minute. And just sound Thank like you for not doxing stuff. me more than I've already doxed myself. Yeah. yeah to the I internet. Know. At least you knew where I was going with that. Um, so your brother, right? Yes. So <laughs> he says, hey, I picked up the Surly Winter Pack. This gem was inside it. He attached a picture. Oh, uh, this, the, the subject is a beer review, a parcel of stardust. Okay, so here's a picture of his kid holding liquid stardust. Uh, it's not bitter at all. It has a strong citrus flavor, a nice, fun IPA. I would recommend it. The winter pack has three 
uh, has three of this and three mortal sun porters. The other six beers are extra citra and furious. Not a bad pack. However, the price was jacked up a bit, so I likely won't be getting any more liquid stardust. Um, Surly's really been doing this a lot lately. They will release two new beers and they will put it into a pack with extra citra and furious and the only way that you can get the two new beers or try them out besides going to the brewery is to buy them in the sampler pack um i did the last ipa run that they had and they were both kind of meh i love extra citra furious i don't know about you milks furious is not my jam you like furious not a huge fan no yeah um i'll try this one uh citrus ipa i'll give it a shot so if i see it um this week i might go might go pick it up just to try it but yeah i don't know smart marketing on their on their part right hey you want to try our new beer half the case is things that you can buy yourself (laughs) you know i don't know so yep that's um uh do you got anything from across the pond nips i do uh, i do jump in with our guests here yeah so bit dad writes in hello fancy pants oh wait that only works on this side of the pond um well who cares anyway well both the giants and man you remembered where the end zone and the goal is located makes a ducking change lol uh, I don't know if it autocorrected from fucking change or he intentionally did it but no I think he intentionally did it Mitwall yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like someone that's just going to throw a fucking out there. Right, yeah, he's across the pond. He's classy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah he's a Man U fan. He's, I maybe, say, as a Chelsea maybe fan. Maybe we need to change all of our swear words to animals from now on. The otter's always Continue. available. <laughs> left, left pocket, dude. It's all about the left pocket. Continuing on with the review. <laughs> this week, we vi- we're visiting Scotland, and I think this has been reviewed before. Innocent Gun Barrel-Aged Bourbon Barrel Scotch Ale. The original is our flagship beer, the one that started it all. Our unique bourbon barrel aging process unlocks flavors like vanilla and, yes, fluffy, you guessed it, toffee, which combine with a multi-character of our scotch ale to create an incredible taste experience. There is more, but it's not worth yours or your listeners' time. This is a really nice-tasting beer. The scotch comes through nicely and gives it a real smooth, strong flavor. I like this one a lot and would have loved to have had more than one. I'm giving this one a strong 8 out of 10 beer dads. Keep up the great work, guys. Much love, Bit Dead. Thank you, sir. And uh, it has been reviewed before, and now both of the people who have talked about it have said it's great, so I need to find it. I'm pretty sure that they sell Innocent Gun by my house. Well, I might drive four hours to drink Innocent Gun. You should come this weekend. Milks is coming over. We're going to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm dog-sitting for a friend. (laughs) Also, I have to wash my hair. (laughs) Dog-sitting for a friend. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Just giving you a hard time. Um, Cool. Thanks, Beer Dad. We appreciate the review. Uh, I'm going to get mine out of the way really quick, guys. I did not have anything worth talking about this week. All of my beer was very meh. Um, I went to a basketball game. They had no good options. I went to a friend's house. I was not impressed. Uh, the beer in my fridge is still stuff left over from last week that I already talked about. So 
let's move on with the show. Who's got a good beer to talk about? I have a fantastic beer to talk about. Uh, All right. There is a brewery in Chattanooga, Tennessee called Odd Story. I took Eric there. Uh, Eric, you can attest. Super good, right? 10 out of 10, man. Totally good. Amazingly good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Odd Story, and their flagship beer is Woven Stone uh, Vienna Lager. Super complex and super easy to drink. Uh, you're not going to find it anywhere outside of Chattanooga. Uh, so the fact that I'm talking about it is just going to make you all jealous. <laughs> That's okay, though. Yeah, yeah. They've they've only been a brewery for two years, I believe. Maybe three. Um, but at this point, they're just now putting their beers out to, you know, like local restaurants. So it's, it's hard to find, but... Uh, yeah, when uh, we actually did a trip to Texas recently, and uh, Eric and I uh, brought a growler of it, and uh, just universally loved. It's so good. And I gotta say, also their their Belgian wheat is amazing. It's it was, it's probably the the best Belgian wheat I've had since I was in Belgium. So, That's ten awesome. out of ten on that one as well. So if you get a chance, you should look up either one of these two and try to get a hold of them. Yeah, I've been to St. Louis before. I can handle going to Chattanooga. There's no chance Chattanooga is the shittiest St. Louis, so uh, (laughs) that's a trip I'm worth taking. No, Chattanooga is actually fantastic. Chattanooga is actually really nice. That's cool. What was the name of the the place again? Odd Story. Odd Story. Awesome, man. Uh, Eric? Since we were talking, oh, what do yeah. you got for us? Well, mine is not alcoholic because I don't drink a lot of alcohol. But anyhow, Bundaberg ginger beer. In fact, that's what I'm drinking right now. And okay. uh, if, nice. you, if you're if you familiar with ginger beers at all, it's not like a ginger ale. And most of the ginger beers I've had over on uh, in this country have been basically heavy on the ginger and light on the taste. So they're like, they smack you in the face and they're no good. Um, this one is, I, I had this first when I was in, in Eastern Indonesia and, um, it's an Australian, uh, ginger beer. And the reason I bring up that about the, um, the being in Eastern Indonesia is because this, these types of beers, these ginger beers are great for cooling off when it's really hot. So probably not a really great, um, beer for the winter, but I was thinking holiday seasons, you know, gingerbread cookies and all that crap. So thought i'd throw it out there no that's cool man no that's that's good we uh it doesn't have to be an alcoholic suggestion that's why we changed it see you guys get the updated notes we changed it, it used to just be beer reviews and now it's beverage suggestions mm-hmm. uh, no it's cool man I'll, I'll i wonder if they have that over like where i am so i bet like actually i really i just came across it in uh in a Safeway. Um, right oh, next really? to my house. I, of course, I live in D.C., um, so people are not going to be stalking me, I guess. But anyhow, so I live in D.C., and uh, it's so it was right here in the Safeway. You might find it, it's usually anywhere between 8 and and um, uh, $12 for a four-pack, so it's a little on the pricey okay. side for, uh, for ginger beer, but it's definitely worth it. I almost wonder if, like, a Total Wine would carry it, too. They do, actually. Yeah, now that I think about yeah. it, because we did a Total Wine when we were down in Texas, uh, Flav and me, and um, they had it. Awesome. Uh, milks. 
You seem like you have some quality stuff that you've written down here. I want to hear more about it. All right. Well, I'm going to start by posing a question to Nips. So, Nips, what season is it? Uh, technically, it's still autumn. <sighs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like that, man. You'll never win. You got 11 days. That was a very uh. obscure answer. <laughs> that, hold on. Let's go to the... Is that how I properly use that word, Fluffy? I've never actually used that one before. Obscure, yeah. That was a... <laughs> uh, I think it's an it's, acceptable I think use. It's... Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is. Yes. Well, <laughs> some might say it's stout season because <sighs> don't we all know that beers go best when they're only enjoyed in the proper season? This and... is true. <laughs> And I have That's why a, you have no friends, Milks. <laughs> that, is, that is also true. Um, I have a good uh, stout from Fulton, which is a local brewery in uh, Minneapolis. And they, it's called the Worthy Adversary, and it's a Russian imperial stout. And the best part about it is it's 10% alcohol. So in the wintertime, when it's snowing, you can have three, four of these hit the road and no one will ever know because you'll be sliding around because of the <laughs> snow anyway. To be clear, uh, we're, we're recommending drink driving. Is that what we're, we're recommending? <laughs> <laughs> Who's we? You got a turd in your pocket? It's milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that sounds like a really good beer, though. I'm a it, huge Imperial Stout fan. I will drink it in any season, but uh, I understand that it's more readily available this time of year. Yes. It's a very good stout. It's very smooth, and it's one of my favorites. There's a lot of a lot of similar stouts that come out this time of year, and this the Imperial Stout, this Fulton variety of it is my favorite it's my go-to all the time i love it you should pick some of that up for me fluffy so that the next time i come up and visit you when i don't have to pet sit uh i can have some i wonder if uh i wonder if you can get it can you get it outside of fulton or do you have to go to their brewery you can get it outside yeah i've seen that total wine okay um so this this brewery is right next to where my wife parks her car for work every day um, and so when we were carpooling, I would literally walk by it every single day. I have still not stepped foot inside because I think they open at four and they, um, they have weird days that they're open and not open. Like they're not open on Mondays or something weird like that. Uh, but it's funny because like, if ever I was like during the summer, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm done working. I'm going to leave. But then. The wife is not out of work for like another hour and a half. So like I walk through downtown and I'm like, I could go for a beer, go sit out on a patio somewhere and they're never open. So I think we're going to have to take a trip there, Milks, for one of our our monthly go to brewery tour things that we've been doing through Minneapolis. Because I do like Fulton. They make good beer. Yes. That sounds great. Yep. Can I actually have an honorable mention? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Okay, so Cocoa Bunny, uh, 2Ks, from Creature Comforts in Savannah, Georgia. 
uh, also a decently local brewery. Uh, but you can actually find this one. Um, I don't like porters, stouts, anything heavy, but I love this beer, and it's my wife's favorite beer. Uh, it's uh, it's a porter with toasted coconut, cocoa nibs, and coffee, and they only make it for like two months out of the year. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's like drinking Christmas. <laughs> I love, dude. I love a good coconut porter, man. Yeah, you do. I got one. It's it's definitely the best I've ever had. That's awesome. So, what was the name of that brewery? Was it actually a pet store that has a brewery in it? Crazy Critters yeah, or something? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's that? that's it. With K's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Creature Comforts. Creature Comforts. Huh. That's cool, man. I'll keep an eye out for it. If if they if they are picked up by like a Total Wine or something like that, sometimes I can find those smaller ones out here um i love a good coconut porter for sure i'm still trying to trying to get past the uh the greatness that we found at wisconsin brewing yeah that was pretty good hard to hard to beat that one so huh awesome good beers good beers i'll uh i have to stock my fridge with with some greatness for uh people coming over this weekend so maybe i'll maybe i'll take a trip through roseville and see if i can pick up some unique stuff that i don't normally find around here uh i think that wraps it up for the beers anything else that uh you guys got on the on the docket before we wrap it up for the show tonight damn time flew yeah (laughs) So it seems like uh, we just started, and it's two hours already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Milks, did you have a question? Yes, I did. Um, okay, I want to. I, I want to hear said question. I just wanted to throw this out there because obviously everyone listening saw me frantically running around my apartment, like in the middle of the show, for about a minute or two. And yeah, everyone I, listening definitely saw that. And I think someone just may have died in my apartment building because I got up, there were two cops that busted through the front door of the apartment complex and there were pulling, there was something going on and they, an ambulance came up and they were rushing people out. So I don't know what the heck was going on, but I think someone, something was going down. There were lights everywhere and there was noise and people stomping up and down the stairs so somebody violated i heard the sirens i wasn't Mm -hmm. sure whose mic that was on but glad you're okay and you held it together quite nicely i had no idea even after i watched it i thought you had to go on like a piss break or something no balls of steel on this guy (laughs) (laughs) that's what they always say about him (laughs) oh balls of steel's milks they call it balls of steel (laughs) i mean you you muted your mic very professionally so thank you most people would have just like sat down their headphones and like typed loudly on their computer (laughs) 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 just kidding um no man that's that's crazy huh was it was it your uh i mean we'll we'll just get real here for a second i know that you are a major cartel runner was it one of your guys that got busted downstairs yeah i lost the best one Ah. yeah mm-hmm 
<laughs> we'll go we'll go find someone else to uh to turn out tomorrow mm-hmm. uh just meet me at the usual location we'll get it taken care of okay <laughs> dumb jokes aside uh <laughs> guys i want to thank you for coming on the show tonight it was a lot of fun yeah man i had a great time thanks for inviting us over yeah that was nice when you guys stopped by i appreciate it I was actually worried about your freeform format, but it worked out super well. You're just easy to get along with, so we fake it really well until we make it. So <laughs> <laughs> when is that? Because we we definitely haven't made it yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to make it. So maybe we need to fake it a yeah. little bit more. We want a time frame. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, I think making it in the podcast industry so you can really just focus on podcasting. Um, I think, you know, the important things are uh, don't start a Patreon so that you can never make any money off of it. Yeah, yeah, um, check. check, did that. Uh, waste a lot of your free time editing and recording. Oh, and, dude, um, totally. Yeah. 10 to 12 hours, got yep, it. Okay. Yep, yep, okay. yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Ask your significant other not to make any noises above you. Restrict her shower time Dude. and her baths while you're Dude. recording. I'm, I make my wife download her Netflix, her Netflix so that she's not using bandwidth. So I think I've got it covered. It sounds, it sounds like you guys are right on this. Uh, oh, yeah, we're all over it. Yeah, recipe yeah, for success, just like I, us. I turned the thermostat way down so that the heat doesn't kick on so everybody else out in the house can freeze, and I'll just sort of keep on doing my thing it's all good yeah, yeah I, thought... <laughs> I i know the listeners can't see this but eric is wearing a jacket worthy of a battlefield 5 <laughs> customization <laughs> yeah, it's so... yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, awesome. i um yeah my ac unit is right outside the window of this office and uh in the summer it's really loud and I thought about not having it on while I recorded. And then it was like, I just really don't want to sweat my ass off in my office so people can just deal with it. <laughs> I think it was really selfish of you to pick that house, knowing that your recording stuff would be right outside the AC. Yeah, I know. I really did. That was not that a team true. move. I did buy curtains, though, and hung them myself. So I did try and do something to cancel out the noise and the echoing. I'm literally inside a blanket fort right now so that the audio is better. <laughs> you know that your camera's on, right? Yeah. No, like, look. Oh. So there's my DBZ blanket. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. And then I thought I've that was got a poster. One. No, it's a blanket. And then over top of my mic, I have a giant old-ass blanket I've had since the 80s. So, is it yellow? Yeah. It's orange, so yeah, very I, that, close. Orange is a, orange is also acceptable for an '80s blanket, so yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh, it makes a difference; it really does. This room was super echoey when I first started recording in here. Versus, like, I used to be in a basement living room, and there's like no reverb in there because the room was so big. So, uh, anyways, um, guys, plug your show again. So everyone, you know, that has fallen in love with you through this episode knows where to find you guys and learn more about Battlefield. Uh, so we're at sufficientlyafflicted.podbean.com. Uh, if, if you want to actually get in touch with us, we're at uh, the Gaming Adventure Club 
Discord. So that's gamingadventureclub.com slash Discord. Uh, we don't host our own because we don't want that responsibility. <laughs> so uh, we fall on on uh, AKA Manny G and TX Andy Man, uh, formerly and currently of Derp. So yeah, yeah. you guys even yeah. have a uh, a channel that they can tag you in in Death RX as well. Yeah, yeah, so, sure, sure. Yep. Yeah, we like we like Andy Man and and Manny G. They're they're good people. Been on the show a couple times. Well, Andy has Manny. We got Manny on once, so I like his his stories. Uh, all right. Well, if we want to find you guys individually, uh, what are your social medias of of choice? Flav, start with you. Uh, so Twitter, I am at Flavorous. Uh, that's Flavorous with a one for the L because people take things. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to find me i'm eric gaming uh, at, on twitter and i am terrible at twitter so i may respond that's okay that's it's okay to be terrible at twitter uh milks and if you want to find me i am at ted milky on twitter and we also have one for the show at Afflicted Cast. If you want to check that out as well, it's probably a little easier to remember that one. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, and we all have access to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So any one of us may respond to that one. That's why we kind of got the deer in the headlights look when you asked us what our social media was because we were like, uh, uh, we have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's okay. We both have access to ours too. Yeah. Uh, and exactly one of us has ever <laughs> logged into it. <laughs> but the access is there. It's not me. So that's the important part is that we both have access. We both have access should we need it. Uh, so far, Fluffy has done nothing to make me think I need to check in on him. <laughs> uh, Nips, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, at Admiral Nips, and apparently I also have another Twitter account I have access to, but you won't find me there. <laughs> and I'm Fluffy Fingers MD. Um, yeah, I don't know. Potato Thumbs Podcast at gmail.com, at Potato Thumbs on Twitter. Uh, write us questions. Um, let us know your deepest, darkest questions about us that you don't already know. And, um,. Also, new next week, uh, send Nips words that you don't think that he knows, and he will prove you wrong. Make up words, I guess, is probably your best bet. Well, yeah, hopefully. Yes, I think that people should do that. Make up words, send them to us. Nips will read them and tell you what they mean. <laughs> I hate this <laughs> idea guess. already. but uh, That is how English <laughs> advances. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> well again guys thanks for coming on I really appreciate it and uh, I think we're going to have to have you guys back dude I would love to be back fantastic absolutely anytime buddy and we may have you guys drift on over to uh, Sufficiently Afflicted and talk about how teamwork and destiny is similar or not I like this I like this it'd be fun yeah I'm all about it alright good night everyone enjoy your last 10 days of autumn